Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. National Pharmacies, proud sponsors of the National Pharmacies Sample Juniors Show. Welcome to another edition of the Sample Juniors Show. Of course, we wouldn't be here without the support of the National Pharmacies, proud sponsors and fans of the National Pharmacies Sample Juniors Show. Well, I know I was at my National Pharmacies just recently and it has everything. So thanks to National Pharmacies. Uh, it's the Host Plus Sample League where under-18s are free entry, so make sure you get to a game this weekend. And it certainly is all happening in the Sample. Uh, it's getting very close and towards the pointy end of the season, um, under-18s are free. So head on out to your local match. We have a huge show coming up um, very shortly. We'll be joined by the Central United Footy Club and we'll chat to one of the junior coaches out there and the director of junior footy, Alex Waite. Can't wait to have a chat with him. Uh, and also he's got his son with him, Jordan, who plays for the under eight side. So I can't wait to have a chat with Jordan. I'm hoping that I can get Jordan to have a little sing-along tonight. So we'll see how we go. Can't wait to see if I can achieve that. And we'll also be joined by the Sandfalls Coach Development Coordinator, Ryan Nelson. Uh, there's plenty going on at the Sandfall in the coaching space, so look forward to catching up with him. But right now, we're joined by the Sandfall Coach Development Coordinator, Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Sandfall Junior Show. Hi, Cody. How are you going? You well? I am very well. Excellent. Well, Good to see you. It's always great to see you because you. I love having a good yarn because you talk all things coaching and you make so much sense. Thank you, Courtney. Yeah, <laughs> love coaching. It's a... Probably a little bit biased, but I think it's the best part of footy, isn't it? <laughs> Coaching, helping people to uh, to improve and love the game. I love it. It's good. Oh, some people would say it's the hardest job in footy. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it can be hard, and that probably is a nice segue into our program that we want to talk to about tonight, which is our club coach coordinator program. Yes. Now tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So what the program's really around, it's around helping the community coach in the club to enjoy the, the, the art of coaching, if you like. So really it's around, well, if I sort of... Let's go back to how my coaching journey started. And this is why probably I'm so passionate about this. My coaching journey was I was a year 11 at school um, and my local club didn't have a coach for the under 11s. So the president came to me and said, Ryan, we need a coach. And I was like, well, I don't really know much about kids. I don't really know what I'm doing. But, and then the guilt trip started. If you don't, then no one else will and all that sort of thing. It's like, oh no, all right. So I'll have a go. But really my knowledge around coaching at that age was was pretty limited. It was it was almost non-existent. So what I thought was the best practice was what I was playing in my own team, on my A grade, my A grade team. So then I started coaching these under 11s as they were A grade footballers. Well, <laughs> that really wasn't the best thing to do, but I didn't know anything else. That's all I knew. So I only know what I knew and that was obviously what I was playing with. So the club coach coordinator, it's a person in your club who just supports the coaches, helps the coach to enjoy the art of coaching. Um, so that's how the program comes together. And now you often hear about this imposter syndrome, right? So coaches feel that they know what they're doing, but they don't really. And um, how do we get through that? Obviously, the, the coach development coordinator program is going to be 
something that's really crucial to support those coaches in clubs. Mm, yeah, yeah. And the idea is it's, it gets us away from that, here's the balls, here's the cones, good luck, and we'll see you in September when the season's finished. It makes the coach feel as if they've got a support network. So then they sort of develops into that network where we can share our, our knowledge with other coaches. Because often in footy clubs, you know, like the under-10s might train on Mondays and Wednesdays, but the under-12s, who have similar, might be training on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we've got lots of great things happening, but because we don't see each other, there's no relationship, then we don't share that knowledge. So club coach coordinator has a really good relationship with lots of coaches or all the coaches in the club and sees the great stuff happening and shares. And that's how we grow our knowledge of coaching. And you can just see it unfold out in community clubs because there's these community clubs out there in the Sanford Juniors that have so many junior teams. It's mm. just fantastic to see. Yeah. And lots of the time it's the parents of the kids playing that are coaching the side. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yep. it does become quite insular. So it's going to be a fantastic resource that uh, clubs have yeah. um, in this position. It's funny, Courtney, like a lot of the coaches that we meet and we talk to them, you know, how did your coaching journey start? They started really similar to me. It was like a guilt trip from a president. If you don't, <laughs> then no one else will. All right, well, I'll have a go. So that's even more reason why we need that support network. Look, I am biased. I probably think coaching is the most important part of footy. <laughs> but for me, I think that the coach plays such a role in whether the child enjoys playing footy or not. So your coach is probably the biggest driver in the culture of the club and the enjoyment for the player. So it makes sense to give that coach the best support because we want those players to enjoy their year of footy. Absolutely. And uh, how has it gone in terms of the feedback and the opportunity to um, develop and grow as coaches mm. from the club coach coordinators? Mm. Um, there's a number of parents out there um, doing their best and they probably think that they've got the best job in footy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how does that two-way process go? Mm, yeah. So a club coach coordinator, we, we actually help them to um, put together lots of resources. And probably the key resource we find is around creating a handbook for the coach. So the handbook, we, we've got a template on our website that you can download and you can make it look like your club, put your club's logo on the front so it becomes your document. But what it does is it highlights the club's philosophies around all the different aspects of playing. Then we share that with the coach, we share it with the player and we share it with the parents. Now, that makes it really clear for everyone to understand what footy is going to look like. So things like rotation policies, our club's philosophy is that every child will play in every different position. Player understands it, parent understands it, it makes it more enjoyable for the coach. And there's a document there telling every parent and every club member that's how it's going to roll. Mm. Uh, it's fantastic to have those resources available. And I know the sample is fantastic at putting lots of uh, resources mm. up on their website. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how many clubs are involved in this initiative um, and where do you want to get to? Yeah, so at the moment, we think it's about 40% of clubs in South Australia. Now that includes Sanford Juniors clubs and the regional clubs that have a club coach coordinator. Our goal would be for every club to have one. We, we're seeing clubs, you know, who have been doing this for three or four years have now taken it to another level where they have, you know, so four junior sides to every coordinator. Mm. Now at the start, they started with just one coordinator for the whole club, but then they started to see the value and thought, hey, this is really working well for us. We're getting coaches who want to coach for consecutive years. And I think coaching's like anything. If you do it for a while, you get better. Yeah. So if we can encourage our coaches to stay for a while, 
you know, maybe five, six years, then we get a, a really developed coach, which leads to player enjoyment being higher, which leads to better retention. So we're seeing that model grow now. Now, you spoke about uh, being dragged into coaching. Mm. Uh, it happens to a lot of us. Nearly all of us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the, the club coach coordinator position, obviously mm. it's a valuable position, but um, you, there might be people out there that are perfect for the position, mm. um, really good communicators, um, really organised mm. and liaise with a lot of coaches within their club. How do you source someone that's good for this role? Yeah, yeah. It's funny, like just recently, Dave and myself, Dave Reynolds, he's the state coaching manager. Dave and I work pretty close at the Sandfall. We've created these little videos and we got some people in who are club coach coordinators at clubs. So the guy from Edwardstown, um, Ella uh, L from Broadview, she hopped on and made a video for us. And what it was, was just understanding their strengths and then seeing how it fits into the role. So let's take Elle for an, for a, an example. She's a school teacher, bubbly, lovely lady. She's really strong at building relationships with people. So in terms of her skills that she's already got and how that fits into the role, she's because she's so bubbly and everyone likes to chat and she probably likes to chat as well, <laughs> what that means is she's really strong at building relationships. So already she's identified potential parents who might want to coach next year simply because she knows lots of people. Fantastic. So her skill fits into the club coach coordinator in the fact that she's strong at building relationships. And does the club coach coordinator get any um, exposure to coaching in itself? How does how do you think that works? Yeah, yeah. Some some coaches who feel have got that skill set around mentoring other coaches, that's also valuable. And you know, we're really clear about what we think mentoring is. Mentoring isn't I tell you how to do it and you do it. That's not mentoring. Mentoring is, is around having good conversations, reflective discussions. Hey, how did you see this? What would you thought? Helping you to reflect on your own day at coaching. And that's how you grow. So, you know, when we talk about the club coach coordinator, what type of person do they need to be? It needs to be someone who's really strong at building relationships. Because if you can help and have a strong relationship, then you can start to help with those mentoring discussions. And the person that you're mentoring knows that it comes from a good place. All transferable skills, aren't they? I'm, I'm hearing relationships, willingness to grow and reflect. Yeah. It's all really important to coaching, isn't it? Absolutely. That's far, I think, the most important. And even for coaches, I still think that's the far most, most important thing to have. You can be really strong at developing skill and really strong at developing game plans. But if you can't build the relationship with your players at any age, all those other things that you're really strong at probably will just get pushed aside because you can't develop that relationship. Relationships are the key to good coaching. And it certainly is. And the club coach coordinator are providing a critical role to community clubs out there. It's a fantastic initiative. Mm. Uh, you're at about 40%, you said. Yep. Uh, going to get to 100 Going to get to 100. You've got <laughs> Big some, numbers. some really good videos on the Sample website. Yeah. Um, what would you finally say to people listening tonight uh, to encourage them to potentially have a look at this? Yeah, absolutely. So if you log on to the Sample website, up the top it will say coaching resources. And then Dave and I and myself have made about nine different videos which cover all the different aspects of the role. Um, we are in the uh, putting out... Uh, club coach coordinator webinars so they're free jump on for an hour and I'll explain how, how the role works the best way to find out because we're doing it league by league Sanford Juniors have got one coming up on the 23rd of August so if you I'm happy to share my number um, give me a call and I can send you the link or if you go back to your president at your Sanford Juniors club they'll have all the details because it's 
series of emails we've sent out. But my number is 0466 And if you give me a call, then I'm more than happy to share the link because um, I'm seeing the value to this in clubs, you know, supporting coaches. It's, it's really working well for us. It's fantastic, Ryan. The club coach coordinator position's a, a valuable position for uh, community clubs out there and um, obviously contributing to Sanford Juniors and the kids having a, a heap of fun. So I can't wait to have a bit more of a chat to you, but it's now time for our first break of the show, thanks to National Pharmacies, uh, and we'll come back after the break. The Host Plus Sandful League. Under-18s free entry. Get to a game this weekend. Welcome back to the Sandful Junior Show. Thanks to Host Plus Sandful League, where under-18s are free entry. Make sure you get to a game this weekend. And we're still here with Ryan Nilsson, and he is the jet of everything coaching. Um, tell us, Ryan. Good uh, tips for good coaches? Tips for coaching, yeah. Um, probably my most important tip, I think, for coaching is sit in the coach's box. And I think that's probably been the theme for the weekend. But often I see coaches who stand on the boundary line and majority of coaches have probably played. And I think what happens is if you stand on the boundary line, it's so easy for your emotions to become out of control. And, And good coaches are able to control their emotions, sit in the box, and I always say, if, like, if the coach is out of control, their team's out of control. So my advice would be to sit inside the coach's box, sit back. You can actually see more of the game the further back you stand. So if you stand and sit in the coach's box, you can see everything. You're not involved. And then you're less likely to then comment. And when I say comment is you should never talk to an umpire. Just let the umpires do what they do. It'll never affect your game. So allow them to just do what they do. Um, the other part is if you sit in the box... It stops what we call joystick coaching. And joystick coaching (laughs) is where you think you're actually playing a game where you can control the players. And then you start to cheer. You know, you'll go, go, Courtney, handball, Courtney, quick, Courtney, get it back, get it back, Courtney, go, go, Courtney. So that to me is cheering, Mm. not coaching. I'm I'm laughing because I hear it a lot. And, um, you know, if you you do go around the, the grounds, I was walking my dog up at our local um, oval uh, of the weekend and on a Sunday morning and just hearing the parents yell out every move of the game. (laughs) It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it's easy to get sort of carried away, but the skill is as a coach is to not, not do that. Really because what you want your players to do is to develop themselves. So if you're telling them all the time to do stuff, then eventually your voice is not going to be there and they haven't developed themselves. So we want them to make mistakes and we want them to find out what works for themselves. Now, there's a skill in that because then you have to trust that the players are going to be okay. So I get that it's a whole, oh, I don't want to break the umbilical cord, but good coaches just allow their players to play. And at the end or when the time's right, just talk to your players like you would just normally, like we're talking now. How did that go? What's your thoughts? Could we try this? That's good coaching, not cheering. So sometimes it's hard not to cheer, but that's part of the skill. Now, you mentioned uh, sitting down. We just had the sit-down coach mm, round yeah, on the weekend. Numbers. How did it all go? Yeah, really positive, really positive. And really what that's around is to stop that coach from standing on the banjo line. So if you sit down, you know, that works. Great numbers because, as you know, like the, the Sanford Juniors umpires, they rate the coaches. So really happy to say that it worked really well. Uh, and it's certainly something that we'll look at in the future. I can sort of see that maybe next year that's going to be just the standard. Um, you know, that you have to sit down. Um, the other part it is, is it stops, <clears throat> it stops you from getting 
caught up in the emotion of the crowd. Um, sometimes, and I, look, I coach, sometimes in the coach, and, I, and I'm not proud to say this, but I've heard someone in the crowd say something and I've thought, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and then I've been sort of caught up in the emotions of the crowd. So good coaching is to just, just focus on what you can control, just nice and calm, nice and relaxed, and allow your children just to have fun. And uh, some of the local ovals out there obviously don't have designated boxes, but there are designated areas that uh, are put out. There's cones dividing certain areas where certain people can go, mm. uh, such as your team manager and so forth, and then the ben- the player bench. Yep. Uh, what would you encourage clubs to do if there is no physical box as such? Yeah, so what they do is they put a line on the ground, so they have an exclusion zone. Now, that goes five metres around from where the, the coach and the support staff sit. Now, only people who are on the team sheet are allowed in that box. So we have a ground marshal, and the ground marshal polices that box. Now, sometimes, you know, you'll see a parent who probably might be first game or grandma might want to just get out of the wind and she thinks well, I might better sneak into that box and all that sort of thing. But the ground marshal is just to control the box, make sure only people who are on the team sheet go in that area. And then it allows the coach just to focus on what they can focus on, which is the game. Fantastic. So if you need to drag a chair out of your clubhouse, make sure you take it out there. Do that. Yeah. Have take a, a deck chair, Take a jack chair or something like that and just enjoy watching kids play footy. And, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's a big part of coaching. It's, yeah. it's really good to see that um, it went well. It's a, it would be different for some parents out there to actually have to sit down. Mm, um, mm. Obviously, it was a trial, but you think it will be something that's implemented in the future. Absolutely, yeah. Probably some other keys, I'd say, for good coaching is to throw away the cones. Allow training to look like a game. So when we say like game sense training, training to me at any age should be little tiny games where players get lots of touches. So... The closer you can make your training look like to a game, the more skills you're teaching your players. So to give you an example, if I did like what we call a really closed activity, which would be just line kicking, kick from A to B, back to A, back to B, that lane work sort of thing, the player's only really learning one skill, kicking forward, receiving, kicking forward, receiving. But if we can make that into a little competitive, fun game, at the challenge point for their age group, then we can develop that player quicker and it's more fun. So we often talk about, you know, why kids are addicted to computer games. Well, they're addicted to computer games because it's lots of things are happening. They're having to make decisions around competition, around, you know, this different skill level. They've got attack. They've got defend. So if we can make football training look like a computer game, in other words, there's lots of things happening, then the, the players will be more engaged. More engaged leads to more fun. More fun leads to more people wanting to play. It's interesting, isn't it? The uh, yeah, between computer games and on the footy field, who would have ever thought that would be making those parallels? But yeah, it is. It is how it is at the moment. We're talking to Ryan Nelson. He's the Sample Coach Development Coordinator. Does a fantastic job um, of developing and growing the coaching game. Now, if you are interested in coaching, how do you go about getting involved? Yeah, the first thing I think is to connect with your community club and find out what age you're interested in and all that sort of thing. There is a lot of resources through either the AFL website or the Sanford website. So every coach who wants to coach can do a free course. It's, it's called their foundation course, which is like your entry level. In that course, it talks about, you know, uh, it gives you an activity library. So it's called RM Coach. Um, and there's lots of different activities which are set for your age group that you might be coaching. So with RM Coach, you can use the filters on the side of the page. And you might say, look, I'm coaching the under nines. I'd like to, 
I've got 14 players and I'd like to coach kicking or I'd like to teach kicking. You use all those filters, press go, and then it brings up all the activities that match like the, the filter that you put in. And they're not those activities what we'd call closed. You know, I kick to you, you kick to me. So they're not lane work activities. They're small-sided game activities, which leads to fun. So Coach OFL, it's free. You can log on, just type into Google Coach OFL and it'll come up. And there's like a little one-hour course. And that gives you the foundation level of wanting to coach. Then you're free to go out and coach. Connect with your community club because... People who are volunteers in every community club are always warmly welcomed because every <laughs> club's looking for them. So connect with your local community club. Absolutely. And I, I think it's actually the kids that drag in their parents, dad, mum, coach this team. We, we need a coach. We need a coach. And that's yeah. kind of how it unfolds. So yeah, absolutely. it's nice to see that there's some resources available to those parents that nice. might be uh, thrown under the bus at last minute or like you when you were in year 11. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the other resource we've got with that is what we call the junior coaching curriculum. So it's three different manuals, seven, eight, nine, 10, and 11, 12 year olds. And it's for like that parent who's just put their hand up. It's like a, a week by week guide. So it gives you the activities. It talks about what we should be doing at training, why kids are engaged, how to keep people entertained, all that sort of thing. So it's like a step-by-step -step guide for that parent who's just put their hand up saying, oh, I'm happy to do it, but I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> like me when I first started. It's yeah. exactly the same. So. And look, there there is so many resources available for coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you had some handy tips there. Throw away the cones, which yep. is fantastic. Um, create some game sense drills, so open. Mm. Um, and throwing away the cones obviously helps with that. Yeah, absolutely. Game day coaching. Uh, take a seat. Yep. Uh, any other hot tips for parents and coaches listening out yeah. there tonight? Probably the other the other key one, I think, is feel okay with your players making mistakes. Now, <clears throat> when I reflect on my probably my biggest learning times in my life, <laughs> It's probably when I made mistakes, Courtney. So <laughs> if we can encourage our players to make mistakes at training, that means they're learning. If, if a player does something really well at training, but they continue to do it really well, that makes them feel good. And there's a part of footy training that has you know, that value of making people feel good, but they're probably not learning. So sometimes we talk about some activities being what we call junk food. They make you feel good, but they're probably low in nutritional value. So you can have them sometimes, but not all the time. So as coaches, we should feel like if we players are making mistakes sometimes, but not all the time, then they're developing. Now, the art of coaching is to find that level that means that we keep the player engaged and wanting to try, but not where they succeed all the time, because then they'll, it will help them to get better. And once again, that comes back to computer games. You know, you start off at a base model. And as you master that one, the game gets harder and then the game gets harder again. So it's almost like a computer game sort of theory that the more you play, the harder it gets, but you're improving as you go along. So what I'm hearing is make it messy during the week. Yep. They're going to learn. Yep. Um, game day coaching. How much can a coach influence on game day? Limited. 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 On game days, limited. Because what's happening is players have got so many things happening. You're best off, I think, just let the game play out and just, okay, that's fine, that's okay. And then base your training around the feedback that you got from the game. And once again, that leads to that, you know, messier training. But if we look at games as just an opportunity for feedback and work out what training should look like, then what you'll see is players will start to develop and will go into that messy training and players will start to enjoy because they feel growth. So sure, you can do little things on game day, but majority of of coaching should be done during the week, particularly around helping your players to get better. And 
obviously it's really important to build in a lot of fun factor to that. Um, you see the Commonwealth Games are coming up yeah. and um, we've done some crazy Olympic game type activities. Yeah, nice. Uh, building in fun is really important to Sanford Juniors footy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I was at Goody Saints the other night. Uh, I was just there for something other, something just, just a normal sort of call-in, see how they're going <laughs> sort of thing. And they had the under-11 girls at their training, but they'd organised a DJ. So the DJ was there, flashing lights, loud music, <laughs> all this sort of stuff. Now, the DJ stayed for the whole night. So it started off with the little little tiny under nines and under tens, yep. and then it progressed. So probably the music progressed as the older kids got out there and all that sort of stuff. So the music flashing and all that sort of stuff. So I'm not sure if the residents of Goodwood were that happy about <laughs> loud music, but I'm sure they're happy with just a one-off. So. But doing things different and doing things fun, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And Ryan, thank you for joining us. There's been some fantastic tips, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people have taken a lot away. So it's always Beautiful. great chatting to you, thanks. and thanks for joining the National Pharmacy's Sample Juniors Footy Show. Anytime. Always love chatting coaching. Thanks very much. We'll take a break now, and we'll be back. Brought to you by the National Pharmacy's Sample Juniors Footy the host plus sample league under 18's free entry get to a game this weekend You're listening to the Sample Junior Show, all thanks to the National Pharmacies. Proud sponsors and fans of the National Pharmacies, Sample Junior Show and the Host Plus Sample League. Under-18s are free entry. Make sure you get to a game this weekend. Uh, it's uh, all happening in the Sample at the moment, that's for sure. Well, I'm really delighted to be joined by the Central United Junior Football Club Director, Alex Waite. Welcome to the show, Alex. Uh, thank you. Now, tell us a bit about your footy club, uh, Central United. Um, so I've obviously played for seniors for the last um, 10 years. Um, we hadn't had juniors um, since probably 2013, I think our last year was. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long time without juniors. Um, so I had a bit of a nasty injury and we've decided to uh, start the juniors back up. And my son's obviously playing with me at the moment. Fantastic. So you're old stalwart of the club. Uh, you're still playing seniors at the club at the moment? Uh, no, I had a pretty nasty injury last year. I broke my foot three times in eight months. So I decided to give it up and pretty much throw all my attention to the juniors and having my son play at the same club as myself. So. Fantastic. And um, obviously injuries is not what we want, but how are the seniors going at the club at the moment? Um, so our seniors are eight grades, I think, about fourth, I think. One clear game of... Uh, the fifth, so we should hopefully play finals and uh, B grade are sitting second. So um, we've uh, come up from Div 7 last year and we're given Div 6 a bit of a shake-up, which is really good. Fantastic. Good to hear. That's what you want when you come up a, a division is making sure that you can compete and you've obviously had um, a fair few um, stalwarts of the club um, make their significant game milestones throughout the year this year. Nathan Fenwick, 350 games. You, you would obviously know him uh, being around the club yourself, but tell us a bit about him. Uh, he's uh, definitely a club champion. He's been one of the main reasons why I've pretty much stuck around the club for so long. Um, he's just poured his heart and soul into the footy club and you know we sort of want more blokes of his attire that you know honestly uh, stick around. So he's been definitely um, well-received around the footy club. 
And um, I do see that he has a son that he uh, likes to put on his shoulders through the banner. Tell us a bit about that. Is that a new father-son that we're going to have at the Central United Footy Club? So Noah actually uh, does play at the footy club in our under eight program as well. So, yeah, he's definitely another father and son. So, yeah, it's very good. And that's obviously what you're trying to create out there. Now, you mentioned that the Central United Footy Club um, hadn't had juniors since 2013. So tell us a bit about the journey um, for the footy club uh, with junior football. Uh, Junior football back when I was a junior, probably back in 2000, we were really, really strong club. And then I think it just all... I I don't know really what happened because I sort of left a little bit and I've come back and it's... Yeah, it's been very hard, but... You look at all the premierships and stuff on the wall that we used to have. I sort of want to get back to back to that, and um, yeah, hopefully uh, have a strong strong club to obviously have built seniors as well when they develop. Absolutely, creating that pathway for um, the kids to go up and continue and play senior footy at your footy club. For the listeners out there that don't know where the Central United uh, Footy Club is, can you give us a bit of a, a rundown of, of where you're situated? Yeah, so we're situated um, just off uh, Mofflin Road, um, just near the Lyle McEwen Hospital and the old Holden factory. So that's where we're situated. Um, yeah, we've been around for 60 years, so we had our 60 year anniversary last weekend. So we've been around for a while. The heart of Central District's footy club out there. And I hear that uh, Central's have been out and about uh, helping promote the Central United Footy Club. Tell us a bit about your connection with Central Districts. Um, so I had the first committee meeting and um, I, I can't thank uh, Tommy DeVore and the, Nick Brenner and even Oliver Graham. They've helped me out so much um, with getting this junior program up and running like Guernseys and all that, especially Tommy. Um, so I reckon for the first three, four weeks that I decided I was going to start juniors up, he was there helping me make sure that I had everything. What do I need? It was uh, really, really good. And I can't thank uh, Tom DeVore enough. Yeah, Tommy DeVore's been around for a very long time. Um, a well-recognised employee of the Sample and the, the development coordinator out there at Centrals. Uh, he's a bit of a character, isn't he, Tommy? Uh, he definitely is. He definitely likes his squid from the uh, Central District's bar, that's for sure. <laughs> He does like a good <laughs> feed, Big Tommy. But uh, it's fantastic to see the sample uh, helping out uh, with local community clubs to get up and running. Um, you mentioned they came out and, and did some work with you. Um, how did the kids receive that? Uh, I think when we all grow up and we see the sample colours and we see AFL colours, we all get a bit um, bamboozled by that. And um, we love to have role models as kids. So tell us how the kids took that. Oh, they took that really well. They thought it was really, uh, really exciting to see some of the Central players come out. Um, Finn, I think, was the one that came out and he had a bit of a kick with the kids and they all loved it. So, yeah, no, it was really good. And you've got some great history uh, at Central United Footy Club. You, you did mention there that uh, you had your celebrations of 60 years, which is um, a huge achievement of, of uh, the history that is Central United. Um, tell us a bit about the celebrations and how it all unfolded. Uh, so we had a, I think it was a 40-year premiership reunion as well on the day. So we had all the past players. Uh, it was really good to see all the old old people that played before us and, you know, really come out and um, 
really celebrate. Obviously, we had Nathan Fenwick and uh, Tyson Brooks, 250th as well. Uh, we had a few of the club legends come into the room that before the game and give us sort of a speech of what this club means to them. And yeah, no, it was a it was a very good night and a very good day. And they're the types of days that really build in um, on your culture at the footy club. Uh, some significant milestone games and celebrating a premiership. Uh, everyone was tidy and I'm sure you had had a good time. Uh, it definitely was a good night. So, yeah, no, it was uh, definitely one to remember, that's for sure. And uh, the 64 premiership re- reunion, I'm sure that a few of those uh, blokes out there were banging on about their time on the footy field. Oh, they definitely were. They let all of us know about it too. The old, the old, <laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't say the old fellas because I probably... Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, definitely it was uh, good to see them all out. That's fantastic. And so tell us a bit about the junior program that you're running down there. Uh, you got your under-eight side and uh, a couple of uh, father, uh, father-sons father already. Um, how's it all going with the junior program? Yeah, it was um, really hard because I obviously started a bit later. We sort of sat down and had a committee meeting. We had um, kick last year, thanks to Craig Harley. So Craig Harley started up the Oz kick and we sort of sat down and said, look, where do we want to go? We want to promote the juniors. And I sort of said, yeah, look, I'll do it. Um, it was really stressful because I started so late and didn't know if I was actually going to have enough for a team. And then everyone started pulling through and I got a few numbers. And uh, yeah, pretty much I've got 13 under eights and I think about 16, 16 Oz kickers as well. Fantastic. And the Oz kickers... Uh, they're probably my favourite. I know you're not meant to have favourites, but uh, they're so cute how they run around and um, do what they want uh, on the footy field, but it's all about participation. Uh, is Auskick running out at Central United uh, this term? Uh, it's been really good. So we're going to uh, pretty much keep it aligned with our junior program until we finish up in three weeks' time. So we're going to go that extra just to make sure that we get the kids involved and um, hopefully some of them will play for us in uh, under sevens next year. So, Fantastic. So we're already looking at the growth of the Central United Footy Club. They've got an under eight side and 16 little Oz kickers out there and they're prepping for their under seven side already. How are the yeah. um, under eights going at the moment? Uh, they're doing really well. They're getting uh, better each week by week, which is, uh, it's been great to see the progression within the, within the team. So, and every kid is like, improving every every day so it's uh it's really good to see and uh, if you could give us a favorite moment of the season so far what would that be oh it's definitely not my son celebrations that's for sure but um <laughs> oh i've got a few interesting characters um probably probably our first goal that got kicked everyone sort of got really excited and yeah that was probably the one for me when we were our first game in and yeah, it was, it was like we've really started it now. So that was probably one of the proudest moments today. Yeah, nice. It's great seeing the kids have a, a heap of fun out there and celebrating with each other. Well, Alex, it's been great having a chat to you and um, hearing all things Central United that's going on. And um, well done to you for, for getting the, the juniors up and running again, um, entering the sample competition. It's a fantastic comp and 
And we all know that if you can have a really good, strong foundation in, in your junior programs that assist um, in that pathway uh, throughout uh, the club. So well done to you. You've got uh, a few events coming up. You've got a Sponsors Day on the 13th of August. Um, and I did, yep. I did want to ask about the 90s Shuffle Night that you've had back in June. Tell us a bit about that. Did, uh, how did that uh, all unfold? So everyone um, pays ten dollars for a uh, for a song in the nineties, and we all dress up, and uh, it pretty much goes on a big playlist. And whoever like they shuffle them all up, and whoever plays the last, I think it's the last three gets cash prizes. So it is actually a very good night. Well, so there that you go. Is. That sounds like a, a ripper night and a great opportunity to to make some money and have some fun. But well done. So uh, the Central United Footy Club football director, Alex Waite, thanks for joining us. But I feel like we're going to have a chat to your son, Jordan, who's in the room with you at the yeah. moment. Uh, did you want to hand him on? Yeah, no worries. Thank you very much for your time. Hello. Hello, Jordan. How are you going? Good. Good. Have you been listening to Dad on, on the footy show? Yes. Yeah. How's he been going? <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. You, you can do better. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful with dad though, because he's your coach, isn't he? Yeah. So he could he could make you train really hard one night if you if you don't treat him well. Is that how it works? I think so. <laughs> uh, tell us, Jordan. What's your favourite thing about footy? That you can kick goals. Yeah, kicking goals is pretty cool, isn't it? And how old are you, Jordan? Seven. Seven. So you're playing in the under-eight side at the moment. Um, do you go for a particular AFL side? Yes. Yeah, tell us who. Port. The Port Power. Do you always sing their song? Mm, not really. Oh, do you want to give it a shot with me? Do you want to sing the song together? No. Okay. How about we sing the Adelaide Crow song? What do you reckon about that? No. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I was actually going to attempt to sing the Port Power song then, but that's all right. So, Jordan, you're obviously going pretty well at, in the under-8s out at Central United Footy Club. Um, do you want to tell us about when you kicked the goals, what your celebration was like? My celebration is the... Um, does my... The Dersma one. The, the bow and arrow. The bow and arrow. The bow and arrow. The Dersma bow and arrow. It's pretty famous, isn't it? Yeah. How far does your arrow get, you reckon? Pretty far? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you go for Port Power, you celebrate like Dersma, um, but you play for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Now, you've had a few wins this year, have you? Yeah. Yeah. How how does your team song go? Same as Melbourne, but we say red, white, blue. Oh, so it's a grand old flag. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Can you give me a few lines? Can you sing sing a little bit for me? Ready? Yeah. The oh, grand old flag is a fine flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem of the team we love. The team of the red wine. 
And we are every heartbeat true. For the red, white and blue as we sing this song to you. What do we sing? Go the doggies. That's an awesome song, isn't it? How good. Yeah. Now, um, Jordan, tell us, out at Central United Footy Club, we uh, ask this of uh, every kid that comes on the National Pharmacy Sanford Juniors Footy Show. Do you guys get any snacks at halftime? So the options that you normally get going on are lollies or oranges or even some chippies. Does anything happen out at Central United? No. No. All right. We need to talk to Alex, your dad. We need to tell him that he needs to lift his game. What do you reckon? Yeah. I think I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) We need to keep you energised and fueled for the second half of footy. Look out. Look out. You might have lollies next time at halftime, Jordan. uh, You can give me a call later and thank me. Yeah. All right. And uh, one last thing, Jordan, tell us what colour boots you have. Are you um, one of these uh, players that love the flashy colours, the bright colours, or are you a bit of more of a, a traditional guy and you like the black and white? I, I, I like flashy boots. Flashy boots. What colour are they? They're Nike blue. Ooh. I wear the same as Dersma. Oh, how good. So you celebrate like Dersma. And you wear footy boots like Dersma? Yeah. How good. Well, go the power and go Central United Junior Footy Club. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Jordan. Well, it's been great talking to you and thanks for joining us on the Sanford Junior Show. All the best for the rest of the season um, and make sure your dad brings the lollies next game, okay? Yeah. Well done. That was Jordan and Alex from the Central United Junior Footy Club. If you're out there at Elizabeth Way, make sure you touch base with them uh, if you're interested in getting involved. It's a a great footy club that are trying to do some great things in the junior space. So well done to them. And, of course, you're listening to the Sample Junior Show. Thanks to National Pharmacies, proud sponsors and fans of the National Pharmacies, Sample Junior Show and the Host Plus Sample League, where under-18s are free entry. The Host Plus Sample League, under-18s free entry. Get to a game this weekend. Welcome back to the Sample Junior Show. Thanks to National Pharmacies, proud sponsors and fans of the National Pharmacies Sample Junior Show. Well, what a show it has been. It's great to be back and to hear all things coaching from Ryan Nelson and the Central United Footy Club. What a club they are and love always having a great sing-along. I think it's going to be the talk of the town, the Bulldogs out there. But if you are interested in getting involved in junior footy out Elizabeth Way, head on out to Central United's Footy Club because they're doing great things out there. It's been a a ripper show. There's uh, The buy has happened in Sample, so we're back with a a fun-packed Sample comp. Uh, The Mighty Roosters, North Adelaide, are on top of the ladder. So get to a game this weekend. It's going to be a, a huge weekend of footy in the Sample. The Mighty Crows are sitting third, so can't wait to watch them. But 
Uh, it's the Tigers that are on top of the ladder with North. Um, it's an interesting comp at the moment. But that's all we have time for. We'll be back the same time next Monday here at the Sample Juniors Show. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.